I'm speaking, I'm singing Aramaic and I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. Uh, Yeah. Guess what? There's 199 episodes of nobody knows what the fuck you're saying. Okay. So that's, that's not cool. (laughs) Okay. What What else we Hi guys. My name's Sam. Oh, we're going to do Brian first. Let's go. We don't have to do my dates. Have a great time telling us about your, where you're going to be. No, you're going to be at the comedy store. Uh, you got what? Um, Comedy store this, uh, this, uh, Sunday night. We got the Armenian bone mail registry sold out. There you go. Next up is, uh, I, uh, I love Armenians. They, they show up for coffee. They show up and they drink, bro. They show up for coffee. Uh, we got uh, December 14th, two shows. First show's almost sold out. Second show has Jimmy Dore, Matt Reif, Eleanor Kerrigan, Kurt Metzger, and Eddie Bravo. Then uh, ja- January starting to fill up, boys and girls. Uh, January 12th, I'm in at the Comedy Vault in Illinois. Uh, 12th through the 14th, and then I'm going back to Arizona. It's not up there? It's supposed to be another one up there. You fucking... Uh... Okay, then the four, Then the following week, I am in Phoenix, Arizona at the House of Comedy. Boston, Massachusetts, left Boston, December 29, 30, 31. San Diego, California, <sighs> Mike Drop Comedy Club, January 5, 6, and 7. Uh, you should come down for that, Sam. Where? Mike Drop Comedy Club. What, what day is that? January 5, 6, 7. Right after New Year's, weekend after New Year's. I don't know if that's a good weekend. Might be tough. Uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Summit Comedy Club, January 13, 14. Dania, Florida, Dania. Maybe I'll come to the late shows. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to, but I'm just saying. I would like to come see one, Rock With You. Be great. I want to rock with you. All night. Is everything a conspiracy? The answer is yes. Who and what is controlling everything and why? They they practice sorcery. I can't argue against magic. <laughs> I don't know what it is that we live on, but I believe it's a realm. This realm that we live in is the lowest level of heaven, highest level of hell. Chicken snake gods and the Anunnaki and sorcery. If Sam says the chicken snake god is running everything, I'm literally in the world of crazy. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> You're losing. Conspiracy Social Club, a.k.a. It's I just asked you about Thursday, and you said you got to be where? How many fucking... I need you to start focusing on at least just two things. What? How many podcasts does this guy have? All of them. I mean, for real. How many does he have? I have a tinfoil hat. Okay. By the way, That's celebrate fun. the big 500. Thank you, everybody who came to uh, Vegas. Packed out, sold out first show. Pretty much sold out second show. Thank you guys very much. It, it was extraordinarily awesome. I love it. So I have tinfoil hat. I have cash daddies. I have. How often do you do cash daddies? Once a week. It's my financial show. You don't know anything about finance, but everybody else on the show does. What are they? What are they? What are they talking about? We break down stocks, crypto, and precious metals. All right. What else? What's the other one you have? Uh those tinfoil hat, tinfoil hat. Then I have oh, a broken sim which is my comedy podcast where I just do comedy. I don't get political. That's I started that so I could work on material when the clubs were done. That's what this is. You're doing comedy here for Christ. This is, this was a premium content show for a long time. 
That's true. All right. And then what else do you have? I So the rest of my shows are all, yeah, I've got Punch Drunk Sports. I have the Union of the Unwanted. God damn, dude. How do you, that, that you're spreading yourself so fucking thin. Why don't you just fold it all into one or two podcasts? Well, technically it is all just one podcast, but it's different topics. Yeah, different topics. Why don't you just fold it under? Listen, one. here's the thing, Brian. I I do the shows when I feel like I do the shows, and when I don't feel like it, I take a day off. But I learn something from. So now, I, so now I'm releasing my spiritual podcast Zero. I'm releasing the audio of that for free. And guys, if you love the show and you think other people love the show, go to the RSS feed. Please leave a five star review. For Conspiracy Social Club, a.k.a. Deep Waters, a.k.a. Highway to the Danger Zone. Why? What is the psychology behind spreading yourself so thin? That's what I want to fucking know. I come from hardworking parents, bro. No, no. (laughs) My father had like five jobs. This is just what Tripoli's do. That's a Tripoli's. Tripoli's hustle. Yeah, that's that might be... That might be... I would imagine business-wise, if you had a business, I'd be like, hey, dude, you might want to, you, you maybe you're spreading yourself thin because you could fold it all under one because you have so much to I say. I mean, there, there might be a time where like what, like Punch Drunk is like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, you know, how long that can go. I'm yeah. enjoying it because I love talking sports. I show up to that when I want to. Yeah. Like when I have some time and there's a hot sports take I want to take. I get on to that. So that's whenever what I want. What are sports? What am I, sports? What do you watch? Well, I take Croft Maga and I learned to kill motherfuckers. No, I know that. Okay, dude. I learned to kill Your fucking knife mother fucking When I had that knife fuckers, to your throat okay? and you turned, I was like, what kill. the fuck, bro? Motherfuckers, okay? So, uh, I do that. My sports are, my favorite sport is basketball. My second favorite, and then it's a tie between football, and football, baseball, and the UFC. Basketball is my favorite sport. I wanted to be I wanted to be the first white guy to play on Georgetown under uh John Thompson. Ooh. So uh, I remember that. Yeah. So Brian, we were both talking about our last gigs, a yeah. lot of traveling, right? Yeah. Brian, I will never drive home. Cause I like usually like the Vegas drive from LA yeah. to Vegas and back because yeah. it's like the one time again I could turn my brain off yep. and just zone out. Yep. When Dana isn't fucking riding me, right? The whole fucking time. Outside of that, I could fucking zone out, right? right I right. fucking love it. Do you guess how long it took me to drive from Las Vegas? I mean, Vegas to LA Did you on get Sunday. In traffic? Oh, guess what it cost me? Guess that, what? That how can long? Be so bad. I, I, we left at 11. We didn't get home till six at night. No. Yeah. That's how bad it was. Dude. There's nothing worse. There's, but when there's no no traffic, it's the best drive. It is, but that better be on a fucking Thursday at You can't leave on Sundays because yeah. the price of flying is so insane right now that everyone's like, fuck it, I'll drive. No, forget that shit. I mean, that's not even the highway <laughs> to <laughs> the danger zone. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> that's fucking that's just fucking Claude hey, uh, Central everybody Claude Central <laughs> it's Claude Central everybody it's awful dude I'm gonna play you something right fucking now that I really appreciate from Barry Weiss who worked at the at the New York Times and and it was you know Rogan posted it oh yeah I, I saw know, that too dude you? 
Yeah, she says it better than I can. But this is this is um, where acqu- the left has gone. I'm just well, you so know, dumb. you know, it's very interesting because uh, Glenn Greenwald put out this great post because obviously the left has come out after her, and he was tweeting. It's like, and this is so what the left does. The left is like. You know, be you, love you, everything. They're those most snarky motherfuckers. I see it happen all the time. When you really get like behind the scenes yeah. with the left, they shit talk everybody. Yeah. They're super uncomfortable about everything and everything they say out loud. Oh, there it is. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, this bring is this up. And she's totally right. Bring this up. Yeah. So in what ways has the world gone mad? You know, when you have the chief reporter on the beat of COVID for the New York Times talking about how questioning or pursuing the question of the lab leak is racist, the world has gone mad. When you're not able to say out loud and in public that there are differences between men and women, the world has gone mad. When we're not allowed to acknowledge that rioting is rioting and it is bad, and that silence is not violence, but violence is violence, the world has gone mad. When we're not able to say that Hunter Biden's laptop is a story worth pursuing, the world has gone mad. When in the name of progress, young school children, as young as kindergarten, are being separated in public schools because of their race, and that is called progress rather than segregation, the world has gone mad. There Mm. are dozens of examples that I could share with with you. So let me ask you something. Do you think to get a job at CNN, the final interview is how much stuff can they pack in your ass? Like him, Don Lemon, that fucking guy. It's just like whoever is like the carrot top of b-holes and just have more fucking props in their butt Dude, get the stop job. Stop turning them into such I'm, major Hold on, him, Don Lemon? Are, do you think they're on top of dudes just I, crushing it? I think, I think. Or what? are they just like on all fours with a knife to their throat going, don't move, don't move. Move. Either shit on my dick or blood on my knife. Pick it. <laughs> Why do you have to be so homophobic? It's not. Dude, All my friends are homophobic. By the way, by the way, by the way, Brian puts homophobia on that. Okay? I didn't say there was anything wrong with being gay. I'm just saying it looks like at CNN, you have to be able to pack more in your ass than anybody else to get the gay. But, but I mean, is that your intellectual... <laughs> Dissemination. You're asking for a hot political talk. There you go. <laughs> I wish we could cut to Sam. And he's like, and now a, a short break from Sam Tripoli. It's called the truth segment. <laughs> how much can do you think that CNN, how much can you fit in your ass? Blood on my knife or shit on my dick? <laughs> I think I was talking to uh, a mutual friend of ours who happens to be pretty famous. Yesterday, I won't say his name, but he's saying these people are in their own cult. They're in their own cult Um, because you know journalists like this, not Barry Weiss, who who had the courage to stand up and you know be a reasonable person here, and and is the old guard of the the New York Times. A lot of ways, I mean, New York Times used to be a respected publication uh, for its information and stuff. Even people like my dad who didn't agree with it would read it um, because they they were a credible news source to it for a while, but. They've gotten to a point where I think this is a classic example of <clears throat> when I think it used to be you'd go to college and you got sort of brainwashed into all this sort of theoretical stuff, you'd get into the real world, and your life would be sorted out because like anything else, you don't have time to think 
about racism and uh, to this degree. I just read <laughs> Ibram Kennedy's How to Be an Anti-Racist and White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. Robin D'Angelo is a diversity trainer and a professor. She's a terrible writer. The book is terrible. Dude, do you just like to torture yourself? I do. I read. I read because I think I want to know what's good about it, what's bad about it. But Robin D'Angelo, that white fragility, is this is a person who teaches people how to not be racially problematic and care, be careful of their microaggressions. None of us have time, and all of us like Dude, to you laugh. Know, you know so what, what micro- you just did? You what you just did is would for Robin D'Angelo would have been. Considered a war literally crime? a war crime, <laughs> literally a war crime, and she's a she is just not a very smart person. Well, no, no. The question is like, writer. what's her name? Robin. Like, D'Angelo. what kind of what kind of everyday Joe experience does she have? Like, is she so, living? So, this is my point. Exactly. So what happens is these people. Teach. By the way, microaggressions, white privilege. Anybody who talks about microaggressions is complete utter white privilege. It's a terrible book. Um, and she she basically, and the people that are reading it are already in agreement with her, but she's she's somebody, and it's not that these people don't have something to contribute. The problem is that when you study, when you're gender studies or you're studying you know, these different things in school that, are, that don't bear any relation to the real world, you're spending, because your parents have money, you're spending literally $300,000 or putting yourself in debt to that tune to get to be a gender study um, uh, professional or to be anything or a sociology, get a sociology degree or communications degree. Let me tell you something. You're not being taught, literally being taught nothing that applies to the real world. Now, here's the problem, though. Because we're so, um, because there are jobs where you can go straight from college, right into a newsroom, right into an academic environment, right into even a think tank, right into things that really don't require you to negotiate the real world. They don't require you to have to worry about a profit motive. They don't require you to have to, you know, worry about the nitty gritty detail that most of us in the real world have to deal with. You and I are entrepreneurs. If I don't put butts in the seat in any way I can, I don't fucking eat. That's just the way it is. I don't have anybody to bail me out. When I get canceled or whatever and I can never work in Hollywood again, that's my problem. Nobody else is. Nobody can help me with that. I got I to gotta pay a price for that political activism or whatever it is, okay? Right. So we, that's the world we all live in. You guys got me, me, you, and Dylan. But not so with people like that. If, as long as you toe the party line. And when you're in a newsroom, let me tell you how it works. If you, if you don't carry the torch, if you're not a pallbearer for the dead body that is this Marxist ideology, then you are going to be fucking side-glanced, bullied behind your back, bullied on the chat boards, and probably and for sure not featured in any news story or any editorial. They will push your story way in the back. They'll That's green light really it. great They'll point. green light it, but they'll put it way in the back. And this is the problem. But when you are echoing and parroting and aping, or whatever the word is when you, when you mimic somebody exactly, Exactly what it is your professor said or the people that were teaching you stuff. When you parrot that stuff. Like you a know parrot, what's interesting, you Brian? Fucked. 
You know what else is interesting? Is like all these people are telling us the idealistic way of life. We never really get to know who they are as people. Like what are their credibility? We know they're like, there's, you know, their educational credits yeah. and maybe the, some of their career accomplishments, but we never know really who they are. It's like a, a joke I used to have about, I started, a, I started a system where I yelped the yelpers, right? Yeah. Where you like, you get to know like, okay, this person said the sandwich sucks. Just so she's on her third marriage and like four of her cats have died recently. <laughs> like, you know, you get to, so that's my whole thing. It's like, I want to know how many of these people that are writing these books and, and getting on and yelling about the patriarchy, this country, what's going on in their real life? How many pharmaceuticals are they on oh, to balance themselves? Oh, uh, are Farrow, they in therapy? Mia Farrow talking about how her, her um, ex-husband, Woody Allen, diddled uh, Dylan Farrow when she was seven. Okay. Mia Farrow, three of the kids, three of the kids she adopted committed suicide. Yes, 100%. Three. Uh, one of them has abused, accused her of terrible abuse. Yeah. I mean, uh, publicly accused 100%, her of Where is the bro. outrage? What, what are we listening to this fucking maniac for? Yeah. Mia Farrow, Mia Farrow said, give me eight million. There's, there's document of this. Proof. She said to Woody Allen's team and Woody Allen, give me $8 million. I'll keep my mouth shut. Woody Allen, and by the way, you know who, was, who her lawyer was? Alan Dershowitz. And now Alan Dershowitz is dealing with his own thing. Well, you know what's so, so, so interesting and, and about... She, and you know what Woody Allen said? Fuck you. No. Yeah. And then two investigations by law enforcement... I was wrong about Woody nothing. Allen. Yeah. Two investigations by law enforcement found nothing. And we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. You got you got actors that won't do movies with them now because they're just like, no, I can't. You know, I, you know get the fuck out of here. Look yeah. at the evidence. I, I was wrong about that. I had a bunch, I, I did a whole episode on it on my show and I had this guy break it down and it's just like, there's a lot of stuff. And then everybody dismissed the other kid that came out and said it was all a complete lie. Yeah. And which is really interesting because, uh, what's the, what's her, what's her son's name? Uh, something Pharaoh. Ronan. Dylan Ronan Farrell. Yeah, who yeah. is not Alan's kid? Can we all be on? I oh, mean, why? dude, because he looks exactly. Bring up Woody Ronan Farrell and 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 Frank Sinatra. They they literally are the same person. She had sex with Sinatra. Yeah, I mean, it's the same fucking guy. Yeah, she fucked Sinatra. That's not her. That's not Woody Allen's kid. That's not Woody Allen's kid. I Look mean, come on, dude. Who are we kidding here? Look at that. That's how. If you ever want to know who runs society. Just know that if if men ran society the way we want you to, there would be a DNA test every time a kid comes out. That is definitely not Woody Allen's kid. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's hilarious. Right? So you're completely and utterly right. This thing is... This, I mean, Brian, we're watching in real time. Real time. The facade of cultural Marxism being exposed everything's coming out i know and it's just unfortunately it's it's gonna well, get dave chappelle's like he has a 97 percent approval rating on, i love on, dave chappelle i love on, what he did i do find it completely crazy that dave chappelle is heralded as a hero and we for jokes and then John Gruden is like ran off without us actually seeing the fucking emails yeah i agree Right, and it's like because I think that was an inside job. I think they wanted him out. Period. Well, I think that the Raiders were like, "Dude, we we're, we're we got seven more years of paying for this, yeah. and we've gone nowhere." Here's my whole thing, yeah. dude. 
if you study cultural Marxism, that fits completely into it. celebrate the ethnic minority, demonize the ethnic majority. It just all fits in. Like one could say, I find this funny and you wouldn't let me say this last week. So I must say it right now, I find it absolutely hilarious that black people are extremely upset that they can't make fun of one group. Right? One group, and they're like, what do you mean we can't make fun of gays? This is wrong. This is total bullshit. You're like, welcome to being white people. We can't make fun of anybody. We gotta make fun oh, you of mean just the, the, the baby or whatever. They just can't make fun of one group and they're losing their fucking skulls right now. Well, black people is a monolith. They're, they're, like, the thing about a lot of black people is they're very conservative. The black community is actually super conservative and a lot of church going. I mean, there's a lot of. Dave Chappelle is right about everything he's saying. Yeah. I just find it hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, people have been getting cultured. Remember when somebody, I forget how long ago it was, a guy got fired for saying black jelly beans? And like Jesse Jackson and El Sharp were like, you can't say black jelly beans in this day. You're like, what are you fucking talking about, dude? Yeah, some of these hard cases are fucking nuts. But here we are, dude. I mean, you, you see people waking up, waking up left and right and i i really i mean dude kyrie irving is like as crazy as i used to think that guy is dude man he has brought the black community and the white community together white conservatives with black uh black what, what, what would you say civil rights and they brought them together dude and you're just seeing them all going like kyrie shouldn't have to get this fucking thing why are you making why are you making this vaccine mandate yeah. Necessary. Well, I thought that Rogan with Sanjay Kupta, that was Ooh. that was fucking interesting, man. That was that was really interesting. Uh, you know what I listen to that whole thing and I go, This is why Rogan is where Rogan is. It's like he just won he a came battle. Ready, dude. He won a fight. Why should I get and vaccinated left nothing when I have better immunity? After. Why should I get vaccinated when I have better immunity than you do with the vaccine? Why? Why should kids, since you don't feel like you're worried about it, why should kids get vaccinated? When he, he was, it was, and, and Sanjay Gupta, to his credit, went, he goes, I don't know. Then why don't you say that? And I wish he'd get Fauci on there. Oh, I Fauci wish, would wish, never go on there, dude. I, I would love to get Fauci and maybe someone else on there and just have them talk. Fauci is just, you know. How about Fauci and Eddie Bravo? How great would that episode be? No, because Eddie... I want a guy who's a scientist with Fauci. Who's uh, like, hey, he's got science in jujitsu, bro. <laughs> yeah. He's got a fucking that wouldn't go very doctrine. Well. I would pay all the money for that. I'd like to see Fauci and Rogan. I would like to see that. Too. I mean, people don't realize the tightrope that Rogan is walk, walk, walking. It's a dangerous game. Good. He's not afraid. He's just telling the truth. And I thought he was great and very fair. And you can't pin that guy down. You can't pin Rogan down. He is not, he's responsive to evidence, which means he changes his mind. He's interested in a lot of things. Right wing, left wing. He's, he's all, so he's a, he's smart how he did that. He's into everything though. He likes to hunt. He's pro-gun, but he's pro-gay marriage. He's trans rights. He's, you know, he's, he's a, you he's can't a, pin him down. He's a traditional liberal. You can't, can't pin him down. Which is now a libertarian. Yeah, but he's not even that. Because at the same time, then he, he he likes the idea of universal basic income. Maybe, maybe he doesn't know. There's a lot of I don't know, and when he talks, which I love. What do you think of Squid Games? We haven't talked about it. Uh I love Squid Games. 
I thought it was great when you told me about it. I went home that night and watched it. Thought it was... Not enough diversity in the cast. <laughs> yeah, that's so Mark fun. Norman. Mark Norman tweeted that. He goes, just, the cast wasn't diverse enough for me. <laughs> Mark Norman has some knock-it-out-of-the-park tweets. One of my favorites coming in, um, in a lot of trouble in New York was that, you know... When you realize that the camera adds 10 pounds to Holocaust pictures, take a whole new meeting. And I was like, dude, that's funny as fuck. And people lost it on when, him. When, I didn't see that. It was a tweet from a long time ago. Oh, my God. He's the funniest, dude. Well, well I didn't know. What was the joke, though? He was saying, because people were so thin, you mean? or Yeah. I, Do I have to explain that while we're in joke I, to you? I, I, sorry. I, that, I got a little head cold. So Daddy's feeling a little yeah, sick. Yeah, doing blow is not a head cold. Um, <laughs> a Holocaust blow is very important. That's when you remember the camera has that mouth. Oh, my fucking God. That's fucking funny as fuck. Um, yeah, so Colin Powell uh, passed. I just want to say uh, rest in peace to the two million people that died from his lies. May the fisting in hell be for eternity. I hope Satan has Popeye arms with these giant fucking, fucking fists, and it's just, boom, Brock Lesnar. Well, I think he was, he was the guy who initially, as the only military guy in that group, was like, this is not a good idea. Well, he lied. And, and they talked about, and I think he even talked about the fact that you know, or at least the, I'd read a lot of things about this sort of. You could see on his face where he was like, kind of having, having a lie in hell about, about weapons of mass destruction. I hope they don't even. I hope Satan doesn't even spit on his own fist. Did just to get a little loop? I hope he just is like, get in there. there a lot of people in Iraq who agree with you. Yeah, sorry, dude. That the saddest part of that whole story is he dies in his eighties. The whole, the, like, dude, that whole group should be on trial, a fucking international trial, tried for war crimes, and uh, they're, it's an embarrassment. Let me ask you a question. Stay, try to stay open on this question. Um, your Colin Powell, your George W. Bush, your um, Donald Rumsfeld, your policy advisor. Right, so you're Paul Wolfowitz, Douglas yeah. Feith, scumbags, uh, Connolly's right. Just say a pack of scumbags. So, but but just hold on. So, nine eleven happens. Yeah, and they come to you, and they and say, you know it's happened because you helped plan it. Oh Jesus! Okay, can we suspend that for a second? If we could suspend that for a second. <laughs> We can spend that for a second. Okay, so we're going into a uh, bizarro reality, right? I mean, so you think that Colin Powell also knew about 9 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the whole crew. So the that whole crew. Now yeah. that whole crew's involved. Yeah, 100%. So that whole crew, the architects of 9-11. 100%. So can we, let's. 100? Just, let's suspend. Percent. Let's suspend 100. that. You fucking maniac. Percent. <laughs> Let's suspend that one you absolute zero zero percentage. Let's let's suspend that you okay. absolute not. So we're gonna go into clown town, where nothing is reality. Well, is there gravity go. in clown town, or are we floating while we talk about this? We're in clown town. Oh look, look, a pig just flew. Now you're a policy guy. Okay. They come to you and they say, "Mr. President." Yeah. There is, we know that the, Fuzz we know that the Iraqis used uh, germ warfare and chemical warfare against the, uh, 
against the Kurds. Oh, okay. And that was uh, an international incident. Uh, all right. No one disagreed with that. Uh, no one disagreed with that. It, Just hold on. Now, hold on. Can I ask something real quick? Yeah. It, it, is, is, is he still our puppet? Like we funded him? Or, uh, or in Bizarro Town, is he still meanie, Saddam? meanie, bad Saddam? guy? Saddam. Yeah. Is he still meanie, meanie, bad guy? Or did we fund him and Iran at the same time? Right. Is that Very, when you're talking you know, about that? We did both of those. Okay, things. all right. But in, in Clown Town, that's not happening? No, no, you're right. There's real, there's real hypocrisy. <laughs> I love so how I like, you pick and choose I like what your facts question. we're bringing like into this. I'm talking about just being somebody responsible for okay. policy. Okay. And they say, Mr. President, uh, we cannot guarantee that the Iraqis or some hold on, like hold on, that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm getting off the phone with Jeffrey Epstein. Jeff, I got to call you back. Bye. Bang. Hang up. Go on. Okay. They say, what? What? how do we stop a mushroom cloud, Oh, a nuclear weapon, a dirty bomb, from, from going off, let's say, in Paris, uh, Cleveland, whatever it might be. I think that there, Paris, were, there were real worries that there were real worries that okay that these terrorists were sophisticated enough with the help of a state actor like Pakistan like uh, Iraq to um, and and let's call it Islamic okay. fundamentalist terrorism right. who are willing to blow themselves up and kill a hundred thousand okay. million Americans a million yeah. Europeans right okay. they say that to you okay there's no one who studied terrorism Sam no one. And you don't know anything, but there was no one who didn't who 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 wasn't afraid of that. There wasn't afraid of that, right? There was no one who wasn't afraid. Right. I can hear the thumbs down button being clicked at a infinite rate right now. <laughs> thumbs down, thumbs down, thumbs down, thumbs down. Go on. <laughs> The bizarro world that you are painting right now, you and that Chiguro white fragility should just get together and make a fucking, like a Netflix series called Clowns of Bullshit. And it's just nothing in reality. But Sam, you admit at least that terrorism and, is and, funded and by and the was, United was, States was, and Mossad. Terrorism. Was also an Islamic fundamentalist funded issue. by the United States and Israel. Terrorism <laughs> has always been a reality, and there was a group called Al Qaeda, yeah, who were hell bent on killing as many Europeans, Americans, and non-believers as possible, and they were pretty organized and willing to do some crazy stuff, including kill themselves. All right, we saw this in countless times. When you're responsible for that, what do you do? So, so, so here's the idea. The idea they said is you got to make an example of Iraq, fourth largest army in the world, decapitate that country, and that'll send a message that if anybody thinks Brian, this terrorism is, is a mess. this I'm is tell, I'm telling you what the logic was. I'm not agreeing. I'm just saying I'm not I'm not necessarily disagreeing with your outrage. I really am not. Brian, what you're saying is has no even no connection to reality. You are you are you've watched too many Hollywood movies. You've been propagandized. You've been brainwashed into believing an absurd bullshit idea that is not real. Okay? They wanted to fucking rearrange the Middle East for many reasons, most of them just too uncomfortable for you to hear. Because well, you can't accept this had, stuff. They absolutely had, there were groups. There were Brian, groups. Brian, the there's a book in which they talked about they need a, a fucking Pearl Harbor event, okay? Well, listen, hold on. 
there is no doubt that there were people who wanted to restructure the Middle East. The fact that you believe that Will you Israel look up Wesley Clark hammer and nail? I think we've looked at this before, but due to your advanced old age, you yes. don't remember everything. So this is going to be Clark called wasn't in the fucking go to videos. What, uh, the, the bottom. Okay. Line play this real quick. How long is this? Okay. This is perfect. Yeah, so start from the beginning and let Brian, Brian, we're going to be quiet. And this is what was going on in Washington. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and, and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff. who. This used, is 10 days after. And one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to come in. You got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision. We're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, I don't know. <laughs> he said, I guess they don't know what else to do. Yeah. So I, uh, I said, well, did they find some information collect connecting Saddam to Al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. And um, he said, I guess if... If the only tool you have is a hammer, every problem has to look like a nail. That's right. So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just, he said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing yep. off Iran. Yep. Stop. There that's we go. True. That I know, that I believe, and that's true. And that's So and your so, scenario in which you're, you're saying does, it is completely bizarro, well, well, ridiculous. You're right. I mean, I don't think the oh, idea... Oh, 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 no, 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 no. I, I don't think the idea... No, I, I don't... We gotta celebrate, celebrate good wins. Come on. Dan, 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 dan. Sometimes you gotta take a break. You gotta take a little dance break. Okay. Gotta take a little I dance it, break. Dude. I, I would agree with you that the motives behind the, um, the, the entire operation were, were to restructure the Middle East and to make the world safer... Can I say one more thing? Right? One more thing. Yeah. Can I add? Will you look up city countries that didn't have a centralized bank in two thousand one? In two thousand, centralized banks are just banks that deal with interest rates and stuff. It's, just, it's <laughs> banking policy. Does it? Did it list? You? I think. Or if you go to images, there's usually like a meme that has it. Uh, that, okay, I'll find it. Uh, there is no doubt that that I think. Like Israel, for example, had a, had a vested interest in taking. It's the called the Greater largest, Israeli Project. And listen again, because I know you're really uncomfortable. No, no, no. This it's is not that. nothing against it's Jews not that. and nothing against Israelis. No, it's not that. It's it's about it's about okay. governments. Okay. So if to you take a look at this, Brian, 
These are countries without centralized banks in the year 2000. Afghanistan, Iraq, Sudan, Libya, North Korea, Without Iran. Rothschild Central Bank. Can you not go to wehatejews.com, please? That's, that has nothing to do Can with Jews. Can you not go to fucking... That has yeah, nothing yeah, to do with Jews. The Rothschilds are Jewish family. And they're they not. Were, oh, they're the they're Jewish not. bankers. They're Kazarians. Whenever you say bankers... Kazarians. Like, oh, they're fucking Jews. Shut up. Kazarians. No, you're full of shit. This is the kind of horse shit... That's where you really lose me with this horseshit about bankers. Yes, it's true that there are people, there were people in our government, in the Israeli government and other governments that, that definitely Kazarians. wanted to restructure, restructure the Middle East Fuck and found yeah. Iraq to be a very, very big threat. Yes, okay. that is true. And I do think the United States military in some ways was hijacked. I do think we were lied to. I do think the Al-Qaeda connection to Iraq was outrageous and a lie. That All of that stuff has come to bear all of that stuff was being talked about literally a year after that or even less. Wesley Clark was, Clark was talking about it. So this isn't like even conspiracy shit. This is the point of view and the criticism for the Iraq war, for staying in, in Afghanistan for so long. And, and Iraq is a very different case. You're right. I mean, I, I had on my, uh, not Petraeus, who's the guy who wrote the um, insurgency manual, uh, really smart guy. He, he was fucking... He, he on my podcast, he said, when they debathified, when Brenner and one hundred, they were like, I mean, you couldn't work if you didn't have, if you didn't fucking, uh, yeah, weren't weren't part of the Baathist party. The yep. Baathist party just meant you weren't about Islam. You were about a pan Arabic. Yes, we're, we're Arabs. Let's yes. all join together like the yes. European Union. That's what Saddam yes. wanted to do. If you didn't toe that line, you didn't get a job in Iraq. Yeah. So anybody who was in the military, anybody who was in. Uh, even a doctor, you had to be part of the Baathist yes. party. When Douglas Feith and his fucking infinite wisdom had never been to Iraq and didn't know any Arabs, and these other guys, yeah, these motherfuckers were like, anybody part of the Baathist party can't work for the U.S. government. We can't talk to them. The fucking military, the U.S. military was like, I mean, the, the Iraqi military was like, we can keep order here, you fucking idiots. If you fire us, we got to fight you. And the next day, that's how the insurgency was born. I understand born. that. So there's no doubt that this shit was done either on purpose in terms of fucking things up in Iraq and trying to turn the Middle East into an absolute uh, fire hole. There were people in our government and in other governments that wanted that to happen. They wanted to destabilize yeah, the Middle East and keep it destabilized. The neocons and neoliberals that, and the, the Zionists neocons for sure all want that. Neocons are the worst. The American New Enterprise, uh, the, the New Enterprise. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it called? The New Enterprise, uh, the American New Enterprise Institute. They were the worst. Yes, I totally agree. So yeah, and and I and and, the, and, and <clears throat> guess where are they are hiding. They didn't take the fall. Doesn't look like Dick Cheney's hiding anywhere. His daughter is batshit crazy, talking mad shit on Twitter. And of course, MSNBC loves to put her on. And dude, it's just unfreaking believable. Like, Brian, I got to ask you something because you know you love Fauci. He's your elf on a shelf. Do you wonder why we're still allowing this guy to talk about anything on? Corona, when he is literally been busted funding the research? Well, like, Brian, would you like to, like, I don't know, like, throw him on a guillotine, chop his head off? Uh, see, I blame more a systemic thing. I don't blame one individual. You're always going to have individuals like this. I, I blame the, I, I worry that the, when you're, when you are giving health bureaucrats like Fauci that much power, that's the problem. And when the press, 
is not only doing that, not only heralding him and giving him more more stage time, then even, and when the New York Times says, like Barry Weiss said, that even floating the lab league theory is racist, we got a real systemic problem. 100%. Here, my, my problem is that the operatives are hidden. Fauci is not, you know, it's the people that are hidden that are pulling the strings. The people that are saying, we're not going to feature this article. Where is the talk about China? Where is the talk about their responsibility for this? Where is the talk about labs to leak safety? Where is the talk about the idea that this was a, was a, so, so it's not a lab leak, but wait, the first three people that got it were in the lab. What the fuck are we talking about here? Yeah, of course. They got bitten by a bat. Will you look up my Instagram's uh, ghosts of Tripoli. So, so um, this is from the CDC's own website. And who knows? I, I It's so funny, dude. Uh, is this it? I love, uh, it's the first, it's that one with all the numbers on it. There you go. So this is from the CDC's own website, okay? It lists the amount of people who died from just COVID itself, less than 1%. Yeah. Okay? Way less. The, the number of people who died, 64% of the people who died had six or more conditions. Yeah, dude. Two, 97% of them had two or more conditions. Yeah. Correct, sir. We have destroyed the our, our, our way of living. We're still in masks. Kids, my children have to be in masks. I am tired of fat people telling me to wear a mask. I am tired of like blue-haired nerd dorks. You know, it's a lot less than 1%. It's, it's about, uh, according to Sanjay Gupta, what is it, 0.5% even yeah. less? Yeah. So why? So, dude, the mandate's pushing back. God bless you. Uh, I think it's the 18th. Will you go back to my Instagram one more time? I have it go down just a little bit. Out of ten. Yeah, go down a little bit. Uh, The walk. Will you click on where it says statewide walkout? Brian, are you looking at this statewide walkout Monday? Uh, We missed it. Fuck. (laughs) I thought it was next week. Fuck. Well, yeah, I mean, they still haven't explained why kids have to have a vaccine. They, there's no reason. And it's because it will have long-term effects on them. Well, and uh, Newsom's kid not having it, I don't understand. I like, somebody sent me something really funny. It was about a, a video of a woman signing something to uh, release violent criminals, why she complains about how many criminals, how violent the streets are now. By the way, where are you going after this? I have to go do Joey Diaz's podcast. Oh. So I'm going to promote our show. How's go, he doing? If you want to watch an old I man get his butthole annihilated. Tell him I say hi. Dude, should we? Put, go, are you going to do should it? Should we are put you, this in on Pornhub under gay porn videos? Watch Brian Callen's butthole get shattered. <laughs> are you zooming with Joey? <laughs> yeah. Are you zooming? Are you zooming? He's in in Jersey, right? Dude, have you seen him? Never looked healthier in my life. I've never seen Joey Diaz look happier and healthier. Doing a movie, chilling. I love him. He is great. He's awesome. I do. Brian, you know, you kind of look back. It's like, man, what a wonderful. We were all blessed to be part of a very fucking cool thing. Oh, dude. History. Right? I mean, podcasting history. So the question. We were the pioneers, really, weren't we? Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, when you look back at, like, Death Squad, and you look back at... I was doing Rogan's podcast in his garage. Yeah, dude. I was doing Rogan's podcast in his 
in his side room study side room yeah so and like where they are now and it's just like so my question becomes like the the reason i think joe rogan flourished in life is obviously super talented super smart all that stuff but whether he meant to or not he practiced the model of abundance he helps so many people yeah. and I will always defend him to the always end of days told the truth too. for, for like keeping me basically from, I'm going to be honest with you, homelessness and probably blowing my brains out when he did my shows and allowed me to keep the money. Yeah. He's fucking, he's really cool about that dude. Really, really cool. He blew up so many people. I know. I know. Right. I know. But the question is, will there be another Rogan? Because the mechanism that helped Rogan be. become Rogan, which was like... Don't be a new one. Be a new but listen, listen. For Rogan to blow up, yeah. right? You have to think about two things kind of came out of nowhere that will it ever happen again, and that is the UFC, right? I mean, when was the last time you saw a new sport come out of nowhere? Maybe the not a new sport, but a new league, which true, is dude. which is MLS, but still doesn't have that. Nah, nah, nah. We saw the birth of a new sport. Right? And then the, the, a new medium, podcasting, in which this guy is like the face of in a weird way. Yeah. Right? He's the John Madden of the UFC. Yes. Right? Is that ever going to happen again? The, the way blowing people up through the, Hollywood. Well, I think it's interesting that Joe Rogan is so much more famous than Brad Pitt and Johnny Depp in a way. Like if, if Joe Rogan was walking down the street in Manchester, England, and Brad Pitt was, Joe Rogan would get fucking way more mobbed. Like he's the new superstar in a way. For sure. And, and well, an you important know, so, one, and a really important one. But it's interesting because a podcast fan is way more passionate yeah, man. than a movie fan or a television fan. Every fucking week, and you're talking for the three hours, and Rogan's change, he changes minds. He changes perspectives. He educates we get educated you got british welders in normandy on a boat listening to rogan and talking about jordan peterson talking about you know podcasts are the new Weinstein. books yes, podcasts are. are the new books yeah they are and now you can finally educate yourself sam you can finally realize <laughs> that the entire house of cards called conspiracy is just exactly that a house of cards right and try not Imagine to do this i try not to go being on a show with a retard and losing every I, week I try not to go, right because right, i don't want to blow the, i don't want to blow the you cards have a down. scholar over here and a functioning retard and well, i'm almost I'm undefeated to, i'm trying to explain a point you're going Hold on. Are we in cloud town? Are we actually on the ground? Jeffrey Epstein, you're making phone calls to Epstein. You got, you're pushing things in my ass yeah. while I'm trying to speak. Right. You're fucking calling it's me. It's a lot of work to keep the show you're interesting. You're calling me a dancing Israeli. You're doing a thousand things. I don't even know. I can't even get my words through because you're ADHD. Then your legs start moving too much because you're the residual. Brian, meth, you uh, have problem. no clue how hard it is to make the show interesting. <laughs> Okay, I'm doing heavy lifting every fucking day. But dude, dude, listen. At the end of the day, they had hubris. They were arrogant, but they weren't. Brian, you are just you are just stubborn. Compound didn't know anything about. The more I do shows with you, the more I appreciate any woman in your life. (laughs) 
to be able to put up with you when you have zero ability to admit when you're wrong. It's unbelievable. But, but we've already, I've already absolutely eviscerated the idea that fucking 9-11 was an inside job. You guys, the minute I hit you with one piece of evidence, like, oh, they were dead, the towers were detonated. Really? At the point, and they collapsed right at the point where the planes hit? Uh, okay. And you guys go like this. All the way up, Brian. You guys Brian. go like this. I don't know. Brian, what you're saying, it's almost I like, if I this. chop down a tree up know. here, the whole bottom's going to fall down. When you you are, when I you mean. When you detonate a building, there's never been an exception in history. You detonate it from the bottom. And you can see it on YouTube. The uh, towers, if you look at them, they detonated. D they who are you agreeing with me? They collapsed in the middle. No, the towers were not rigged to fall Brian, down. You they literally down just said it was rigged. It. You literally just said in the history of time, it's never happened. Well, Bro, Brian, right. how much blow did you do last night? All of it? I'm, I have a little head cold. I have a little head cold. <laughs> little, why are you doing blow on a Monday night? I got a little head cold. And I, and, and, and on a Monday night, bro, I I'm supposed to be the drug addict because of this cocaine show. keeps me optimistic about, about even what are you, just, all this what are you doing? Oh my God. Look at this guy. This guy is, can you go back to that scumbag right there? Yeah. That scumbag. This guy's such a scumbag. Let me tell you what this toad did on nine 11, right? He moved his base camp farther away from building seven and didn't tell anybody why Wait, he was, was doing he that involved in it too oh i mean he Rudy, Rudy Brian, giuliani was on Brian, he, he literally was moved his the base mayor camp of new york Brian, he moved Brian, right these are facts the he moved his base Yorker, camp and didn't tell anybody the lifelong new york that's because the fucking fire chief told him that no building seven was going to go because it was on fire no you no, are uh, no, you are so you. historically ignorant it's hilarious <laughs> So wait, so wait, so now Rudy is also involved. Dylan, will you do me a favor? I didn't know Rudy was hold involved. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Brian. He knew too. Okay, Dylan, listen. The New Yorker, like I just want you to know that you can always be honest with on the show. And if Brian's butt ever gets hurt because you dropped the truth, I will override him and you will never be fired. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Will I you explain to it. us your feeling of this show? This show? No, not this episode, but the show overall. The the kind of the as you've been here a couple episodes, would you explain to us kind of how? And you could say I'm a retard. I'm fine with this. I think it's two intellectual samurais in a gundo match for forty five minutes to an hour. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, and who's taking the more? You're calling uh, him an intellectual samurai? Yeah. <laughs> Sam <laughs> Sam thinks Rudy Giuliani now was involved in this, in the 9-11 quote-unquote conspiracy. Yeah. So now we got Rudy. Yeah. We got, Rudy. We got Rudy. George Bush. G w, we got W. Was he, yeah. Did he know? Uh, you know, he may actually... No, he did know. He did too? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> and, and, they really? All kept, and they all kept... Connelly's Rice? Oh, 100%. Really? Dick Cheney. Oh, dude. Now you just... Paul, I mean... Wait, wait. I can't hear you right now because you just started talking like Charlie Brown's mom to me. I'm not, this is all I'm hearing, Brian, when you talk. So I, I'm just counting. So we had at least five people in the administration, all of whom and how and, and, and the CIA, the whole CIA. So all of these people. Yeah. All these people yeah. have kept a secret. They yeah. were all involved in, yeah. in this. Wah, and wah. nobody, no whistleblowers at all. None. Yeah. 100%. None. Yeah. Amazing.
Amazing. And then they launched a war that's been going on for 20 years over this. Yeah. And all that, all that legwork, all that work, Lawrence yeah. Wright's book, The Looming Tower, yeah. investigative yeah. journalist yeah. who yeah. interviewed everybody. Yeah. The, the the documentary yeah. on Netflix right now. Yeah. That's oh, all lies. on Netflix? That's all lies? Because that's the bearer of truth. So that's lies too. Yep. Wow, that's an amazing... Do you really believe that? Yeah, Brian. You Do you Brian, really believe Brian, 9-11 was What episode is this, by really the way? I think this is 99, right? Or the is fact it 98? that you believe 9-11 was 98? an inside job is so oh, it's insane. It's so crazy. Brian, we're 98 episodes and in, and still did you just ask me if I really did believe that? You believe it's an, an inside job, 9-11? Yeah. You're so out of your mind. You're <laughs> Brian. You're truly crazy. Brian, you're a 58-year-old doing coke on a Monday. Don't judge me, okay? Don't judge me. Rudy Giuliani, this is the new one. Give me the fucking back. I mean, you just fucking incriminate yourself. No, no you hey, can't. hey, you man, hey, you're fucking. You can't ring you're, the bell. You're in Brian, my. You can't dude, ring the bell. This is my freedom Brian, of expression. Ring the bell, dude. This you, you're physically true. stopping me from expressing myself. Oh my God, you're you plant. Not allowed to ring the bell. <laughs> you're not allowed to dude, ring the bell. Dude, you physically accosted me. Yeah, I did. I want that. <laughs> that's a record. That fucking guy just stopped me from uh, from expressing myself, and I tried to ring the bell, and he hurt my hands. He held my hands. All oh, those delicate hands. Yes. With your what's the most God. labor those hands have done? What was the, tell me about that day? I spent a summer tearing a house down, putting it onto a truck, and taking it out to the Lorton landfill in DC. <laughs> yeah, and then I spent the next half of that summer in that hot sun digging, fucking digging, a fucking a base for that house for the new house. Yeah. I also worked at McDonald's. <laughs> Hold on, Brian. Did you really work at McDonald's? Yes, Hold on, honestly. Yes, I did. You really worked at McDonald's? For one month and 11 days. What was this, coming to America? Basically. And it was the worst job of all time. What did they have you on, tomatoes? I then tried to sell ice cream out of a ice cream truck. Hold on, did you buy the truck? Well, no. You have to rent the truck, you buy the ice cream, and then you make a profit on that. Now, here's the thing about that. That didn't last very long. Uh, yeah, just, why? Because you ate all the ice cream. We dropped the truck off and just ran away. <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't make any money off that either. <laughs> there it is. Ah, uh, Brian, what a wonderful show today! I feel like we came, we saw, we changed so many lives. I do too, buddy. I hope to see you guys in uh, in Miami. Oh yeah. Hope to see you guys in stop, all, doing, stop doing all those podcasts and guys listen if you love the show please i would love to see conspiracy social club in the top 200 of comedy podcasts just rate and review give us a five star if you even if you want to say nasty shit just give us a five star just yeah. give us the five star and we all hang out and love i hope to see you in miami i hope to meet all my favorite bang bucks girls tell you that i love your favorite scenes and uh -huh. what is your method of acting uh-huh 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 that's right so there we two go. more there you i'm trying to get alex jones oh i'd love to get him on, on the hundredth please you should hit him up let's see, i don't I, i've only met him once but i'd love to he said he might be able to do next week It'd be amazing It'd be amazing are let's you gonna do, do blow the night before i have a head cold <laughs> I, i'm admitting that this is the first cold i've had in a long time <laughs> up with a head cold so, all right dude so i'm gonna go to bed dylan you deserve up. better all right kids love you when people ask, is everything a conspiracy? The answer is yes. Who and what is controlling everything and why? They, they practice sorcery 
I can't argue against magic. <laughs> I don't know what it is that we live on, but I believe it's a realm. This realm that we live in is the lowest level of heaven, highest level of hell. Chicken, snake gods, and the Anunnaki, and sorcery. If Sam says the chicken and snake god is running everything, I'm literally in the world of crazy. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> You're losing. Conspiracy Social Club, aka Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Deep Waters.